Hello, Divine Souls, and welcome to another episode of the Divine Spiral Podcast, where we let spirit and intuition guide our conversation for the best and highest good. I am Jordan Johnson. And I am Michael Braden, and you are not here by accident. We really believe that the energy of this episode called to you for a very divine reason, and we are very excited to see what that reason is. And this is a very exciting episode because we have our first ever guest on the podcast. We have my great friend Molly Mae Carson here with us. She is kind of a queen of all trades, a spiritual healer, um, business owner, and someone who's really helped me a lot on my path. So I'm very excited to talk with her today and hear her advice on whatever may get brought up. So Molly, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, thank you for letting me be on the podcast today. I am super excited. And yeah, thank you so much for letting me be here. I'm super grateful. Yeah, we are too. You know, I couldn't think of anyone else who would be a better choice for the first guest on here. So you know, I really feel that whatever it is we're going to talk about, you know, some really great insights going to come up. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of interconnectedness with our experiences and your experiences. And currently, I know that you have gone through a great period of change recently with um, being pregnant for the first time. And, you know, that's something that me and Jordan know nothing about. Um, uh, you know, well, not only are we both gay, but we're also both guys. So <laughs> I'm very interested to hear some of the stuff that you've learned and just what your overall experiences. I know that I've talked to you a bit about it before, but, you know, just listening about all the spiritual awareness that you've gotten from it and all the growth and healing that's happened with it. So whatever you want to talk about with that, um, very excited to hear that and to see how some of your learnings can play into our lives also. Yeah, it's been such a cool journey so far to recognize all of these synchronicities between being pregnant and also just you know kind of like what you were saying just the human experience as a whole um yeah i would love to talk about kind of what the journey's been so far um currently i am at the seven and a half month mark so i'm like really close <laughs> anything could happen <laughs> um and yeah i think with my the first trimester was really interesting. Um, you know, I had a lot of bodily changes and it was really weird. I lost a ridiculous amount of weight. <laughs> um, and like, I mean that in twofold. <laughs> I mean that in spiritual density. Um, and I also mean that in actual physical weight, <laughs> which was very interesting. And I think that that can relate to almost anybody um, going through bodily changes, I have always believed has a physiological effect on the body. Um, because when we're holding that density, that weight, it also transfers into how we're feeling emotionally. Um, so that was really interesting to go through, especially when you're like holding a life. It's like, what, <laughs> why am I losing weight? <laughs> um, and I had a really rough time uh, my first trimester. It was a lot of releasing um, the person that I was and lots of changes with knowing that I was going through this transition between maidenhood, which is traditionally viewed as like a very happy, joyful time <laughs> um, of experience and learning and change. And then now, for me, transferring into motherhood, 
which has a whole new set of standards that I am still learning. (laughs) I don't know exactly the type of mother that I'm going to be, but it has been really interesting to find that beautiful dance and flow. Um, One of the things that I've told a lot of people that have asked me um, is I really think that this is a spiritual experience. Um, I have never felt more connected to my own healing and um, also just my own wisdom than I have while being like then while being pregnant, which I've learned a lot (laughs) throughout my life, but this has been definitely the top tier experience um, for my own healing because everything that comes up um, while I've been pregnant (laughs) is it asks to be healed in that moment. Um, I don't have time to just be like, oh, you know, I'm going to relocate this to a different time. Um, or I need to give myself some time before I think about this. It's like, nope, like it's, it's got to be handled right now. So it's been a really interesting journey, but I'm happy to answer any questions about it. And maybe it'll come up in conversation too, where it just kind of fits in really seamlessly. So, yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, the way we talk about, like, you know, kind of the genetic transfer of wounds and healing. Yet here you are before the baby's even born. You're going through all this healing. Um, I, I, a question I brought up is, like, was this like a planned pregnancy? Like, were you like trying to get pregnant or was it kind of just like, you know, fate had it and God had its way type of thing? Because, like, for me personally, I've said, like, you know, with technology nowadays, even for me and Michael being gay, there's ways for hopefully down the line where, you know, a male male's genes can collide and make a baby. And if that's the case, then I'd want to make sure that my genes were as healed as possible, so to speak. So I was just curious, like, were you, was it planned? Were you actively working on your healing? Or is this all coming up kind of for the divine greater good of your, your new child? So I love that question. Thank you so much for asking that because that, um, that is so in alignment. Um, yes, I ha- this was planned. <laughs> I have been working on... Um, getting my healing in order to have a child for a long time. I actually did an inner child mentorship um, before I even, this was like years and years ago, but um, that allowed me to kind of really reflect on my own uh, childhood. And from that point, I was like, wow, you know, like (laughs) I might be really good at being a mother because of this. And I didn't, it wasn't something that I knew that I wanted at that particular time. But yeah, we were definitely uh, trying <laughs> for sure, me and my husband, um, and we all, we, both him and I have understood and had the journey of healing our own genetic code, our epigenetics, um, for many, many years, uh, in order to get to this point because we knew that God had a plan with that <laughs> um, to bring a life into the world and we love kind of understanding those synchronicities between what actually gets passed and um yeah epigenetics it's so interesting i just have to bring this up because otherwise the the context just isn't there (laughs) um but yeah our genes are from 14 generations back so i think that's the reason why so much has come up for me thus far um is 
you know, right now I'm like, okay, I'm getting all those other little pieces and things. But I also think it's so amazing for like, for example, my husband, um, he has to do a lot of healing with his son and my stepson, which I see that. I see that association between what they are healing together, which I think is such a cool experience too. So I think it's, yeah, of course we want it to be as healed as possible um, before we bring a child into the world, but also it's a beautiful relating experience when you can be the type of parent that actually wants to heal those wounds together um, and not have to put it all on yourself because we're never going to be like a hundred million percent, you know, (laughs) but yeah, thanks. I think that's really interesting how you said, um, you know, before getting pregnant, whenever the healing would come up, it would be easier to put it off because some other stuff may be coming up. But since you got pregnant, it's like this must be dealt with now. So was there a shift in you that made you start thinking that way? Or was it like, I have this amount of time before the baby's born, I want to make sure that I can do as much as I can before this time? Or is it like, you're dealing with two people now instead of just you? Or I'm curious to see what that switch was like that caused that immediacy with it. Yeah, um, I think it's really about this sense of purpose. It wasn't really about having a specific timeline. And a lot of it was really unconscious. And it almost felt like I didn't have full control (laughs) on that experience either. Um, So I sort of feel like my son um, is kind of working with my energy to figure out, okay, these are the things that mom needs to learn (laughs) before I get there. (laughs) Um, And I think it also has to do with like, on an even more spiritual level, like his own guides and my guides are kind of like interacting with each other, um, which is something that I know a lot about from um, doing past life regression and hypnosis and things like that. And I've done sessions with him kind of already <laughs> uh, to kind of figure out what he's trying to say. That's so cool. <laughs> That's like, I, I just like everyone you were speaking, I just got so many chills because like I, I've, I've heard of this. I've like had this awareness in the past too of like healing yourself and how it's passed and then guides working together and stuff. But I think it's also, and I'm just being called to say it, there's something with your, now that I know it's a son, there's something with your son. There's a reason this is happening. There's a reason you're getting healed so much. Like you think about it, it's like you could have done this before. It was planned, you know, right? But for some reason, when you did get pregnant, it's force. It's like fate. It's not even a choice anymore. It's fated for you to heal these certain things so that I feel like your son can become the person he's supposed to be and do the things he's supposed to do in this world. Like that is so magical. And I just get so many chills because it's, you call it epigenetic. And I guess that means like many genes from many different generations. Is that right? So I just find it interesting. What is like some of the themes that keeps coming up? Because I'm sure all of it's connected in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, okay. So like, I think I'm just going to speak from my now perspective because all the other things that I've learned thus far kind of relate into this kind of what you were saying. Um, I feel like right now it's like the most deep sense of surrender because, you know, like I said before, it's like I don't know exactly the person that I am going to be for my son because it is when you go through birth and the birth experience you actually 
become a different person. <laughs> and um, that actually has a name. Um, it's called matrescence. So matrescence is the equivalent of maternal, so motherly, adolescence. So you actually go through a form of adolescence as a mother um, when you're first, you know, like taking the baby home and all that stuff. And it takes about two years for that to solidify for the quote unquote, who am I to solidify? Um, and I think that's a really cool experience. And I think this also happens on a paternal level as well. I feel like if I don't say that, <laughs> then I feel like that's really important. Um, so yeah, it's been, yeah, really a lot of surrender, um, and connecting into my own wounds um, on a, such a deep level, I'm like, realize I'll have these moments where I'm like looking back at these experiences that happened in my maidenhood. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I can't believe I did these things. Like, but they were so that now I could work through and heal these experiences. It kind of feels like a lot of full circle moments where you're actualizing Yes, I am totally a force of life, but simultaneously, I am healing these wounds on my person level, like my person level. So it's a weird kind of switch because sometimes I forget that he's there. <laughs> I'll be like doing something. I just completely forget. I'm like, oh, wait, Solomon is just like hanging out, you know, <laughs> um, and he'll like kick me and stuff. So. Yeah, it, a lot of changes. I mean, a lot of women experience this. Changes to your body, um, weird feelings that you've never felt before. And so that almost that feels like such a spiritual experience um, on its own, just like the sensations that you feel too. So there's so much. I mean, it honestly affects every single aspect of your life. Like, I don't think that there has been... Um, any part of my life that has gone untouched from my pregnancy journey, really. <laughs> That's so interesting. And I know that uh, before we started recording, you said that there were a lot of misconceptions about being pregnant and a lot of fear that society puts on women. And you feel that it's pushing a lot of women away from wanting to get pregnant. What are some of those misconceptions that you've experienced and what or your experiences to override that fear um, yeah. that's being placed on a lot of people now? Um, gosh, there are so many. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's so, so many. Um, I think a lot of it is like, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to like do these things or you're going to be excluded or all of your friends are going to be like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Um, that, I mean, mind you. <laughs> It does happen. <laughs> um, it's a very isolating experience, and especially in the beginning. But once you kind of get your flow... Um, well, probably for a reason, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. I think if you, when you're on that healing experience too, um, but also I have definitely experienced that I want to be a little bit more isolated, <laughs> um, which has been really nice because it helps me think, helps me get the, the things I need to do. Um, but I guess the biggest misconception that I hear the most of is that, you know, especially when it comes to like nutrition, um, there's a lot of things that 
you hear like you're not supposed to do this or you're not supposed to do this and like it's not true um half of those things are complete and utter bullshit (laughs) I don't know if I can say that but I did (laughs) um (laughs) okay good I just want to make sure I can cuss on here because it's just just making sure (laughs) um yeah they're all bullshit because I for example um there's like the one about like not being able to have like deli meats um so I found out I, through my own research that it, that's completely not true. <laughs> it's just the only reason that they say that is because there's like a a 0.5% chance of getting this thing called listeria, um, which is a toxic um, chemical that can get into deli meat and really affect the baby Uh, it literally you more oftentimes you see listeria in frozen fruit than you do in deli meat which I think is just mind-blowing um so there's more recalls on frozen fruit for listeria than there is deli meat um and there hasn't been one for deli meat in a really long time so (laughs) you can also just look those things up (laughs) but um yeah that's one of the big ones is definitely nutrition Um, Because that does play a huge, huge role in pregnancy. Um, I did not understand how much I needed to eat. And from somebody that would fast for a really, really long time, (laughs) it has been so weird to have to eat so much. (laughs) Um, So that's been kind of like a funny experience. But other than like nutrition and other things... um, I think I wish that more people knew that you're not going to feel as alone as you think you are during pregnancy because this is something so many women um, experience. And there is a wealth of knowledge, including your mother or mothers around you that are happy to help you through this transition and give you and offer you peace of mind. Um it's a community that you think you understand exists, but when you actually get down to it, there are so many people that are going to be there for you. And I've experienced so much generosity of time and energy and actual like physical items, <laughs> which is like honestly just blown my mind on what humanity is capable of. Um, Yeah, so that's been really, really interesting to really feel like you have a community that's there for you because it's something that I think we all need so much more of. And I plan on anybody that I know um, moving forward that is going to be pregnant, um, I want to give as much time and energy as I can because or and just in general just in like the community because I've received so much that I want to give back so badly (laughs) so yeah those are some of the things that I learned well I also think it's interesting that you know they feel alone I I really feel there's a lot of divine influence when someone gets pregnant and they go through that process like you said it's a whole like process and everyone has a different experience but the overall I don't want to say lessons the healing is going to be different but like the overall like like you said like the mother goes through that first phase where it's like the adolescence phase it's like I feel like there's something to speak about that alone time with your child too because nothing beats that you know that mother and and 
son or daughter connection and that bonding time prenatal, like pre before it's born and or her or him is born, there's something to be said about that time alone. And if you're uncomfortable, maybe that's a time to turn within yourself because what literally is inside of you in that moment, it's your child. And so I feel like there's something special about that. Um, I just find it interesting. I took some notes so I can remember what to say, but back to this healing thing, because I feel like a lot of this can come back to healing too. Um, there's a lot of like mothers I feel like that are out there who like when they get there, and I don't know this for a fact, but it's just something I feel is like when they start going through this process, they may start feeling alone and then they may feel all of these emotions. And then I guess, I don't know this for sure, but maybe it's easy to blame it on the hormones or something. But how did you, how did you recognize that it wasn't just like normal? I guess like what I'm saying is like, obviously you can tell when there's healing taking place, but you're also really attuned to what healing looks like. And healing is not going to look like super spiritual for everyone. So how does a mother really know like, oh, this is coming up for me to work on or should I work on this? Or what is this trying to tell me? Like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, how can you navigate this process of getting pregnant and then all of this stuff coming up if it does come off for everyone at that time, you know, um, and understanding what it's trying to teach you? I don't know if you can touch on anything I just said, but does that make sense? Yes, totally makes sense. Um, I think one of the ways that I can answer that question, the thing that's coming up so loudly is something that I did that's very unconventional for people that get pregnant. <laughs> um, I waited until I was probably eight weeks, uh, which is a long time um, for people that don't know. <laughs> uh, I waited for like eight weeks to actually take a test, even though I already knew that I was pregnant because I could feel and sense. I am so glad that I did that because it gave me the opportunity to really feel into my body and feel into what I was trying to do with my body, what my body was preparing me for, and also tune into my mental space. I do want to make a note though. The hormones are no joke. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely no joke. It is a whole different experience of living. Um, I actually, this is not actually my first pregnancy. I had a pregnancy two years ago. I had a miscarriage. And I will say that going through a miscarriage, um, I understand on a very small level what happens postpartum. Um, because you go from the highest amount of hormones that you have in your body to the absolute lowest. Um, and it's a hormone called progesterone. It's the, called the life hormone. Um, and it, it it's hard. Like, it's really, really hard. So I can definitely empathize with the fact that not all women um, know that that's taking place and know that that particular healing is needed. But I think a lot, a way that women and men, uh, because I'm going to mention something about that too, uh, the way that women can really integrate the fact that this is a spiritual and healing experience is to remember that all of the people that have come before you in your own line have experienced this shift. And so, and I think that there's so much wisdom in that space. It's a ceremony. It's a ceremony. It's a nine month long ceremony. Um, I don't know that many people have that perspective, but that's how I prepared myself for it um, because I knew that there were certain shifts that I experienced with my miscarriage 
that I really wanted to integrate into my now. So, um, but I think when, if you, like, if somebody on here is guided to this particular podcast episode and you're like, I think I want to be pregnant one day, um, and I would like to go through it as a healing experience, um, set the intention because that little being is going to know exactly what you need and you are going to give him or her exactly what they need. And I think learning more about pregnancy as a whole, like learning how your body is changing, really makes it easier to understand the impact of how the energy exchange is working between you and baby. (laughs) And once you learn it on like an an, uh, anatomy level, it's a lot easier to integrate that into a spiritual kind of level. Um, There's a great book if you want to learn more about uh, integrating the spiritual and anatomy perspective called Metaphysical Anatomy by Everett, Evett, Evett, Evett Rose. (laughs) Amazing, amazing book. Um, And it has all these different, it's a great book. Just look into it. (laughs) But yeah, I hope that answers that question. If there's anything I left out, let me know. <laughs> no, it, it definitely does. It definitely does. And I, I know I could probably have something to say, but something that came up, and I, I this is probably going to be really personal. I know. I, I love personal. Okay. Michael knows a lot more about Molly Mae than I do, but I do remember I met her a while ago, like a year ago, and I remember her talking about the miscarriage and stuff. But I'm going to say something, and I feel like I have a couple of questions, and I don't have a, as a statement that I feel called to tell you, but... The first thing was like, was there anything like different from this spiritual experience and healing with this baby compared to your last one? Is there big any major differences um, with that? And the second thing is that I wanted to get a little personal with is I, I can imagine the loss of kind of growing a child inside of you and then it kind of, you know, no longer being able to hold it, I guess, in that sense that I can't imagine that feeling. But at the same time, if our humans, if as humans, we can take a step outside of that picture and we look at this from a spiritual experience. I feel like if there was healing that needed to be done or wasn't done, it maybe wasn't time for that baby to mature. And what if, like, as you know, and I know you've already probably made this connection, this baby is that same baby inside of you again. Yeah, it's a, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, yeah, uh, so I will answer that twofold as well. Um, Yeah, I definitely was not in the right place um, at that time (laughs) to be uh, having a child, and neither was my husband, to be honest, because first of all, he was not my husband at the time, (laughs) Um, and that was definitely a big thing, Uh, and really, and this is something that we've had to heal through as a couple um, a lot, is that that experience I had a really, really traumatic experience um, with my miscarriage. And I definitely agree, though, um, that it is, it was not that soul's time um, at at all. It was not, that was not how I wanted to show up as a mother. And I think that 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 healing in itself kind of brought up so many different layers, again, impacted every single part of my life. But just in a different way. Um, There are definitely a lot of differences between that time in my life um, and versus now. And mind you, I was only pregnant for seven weeks. 
So it was, it was definitely really different. Um, but I am, yeah, I'm just grateful for that experience too. And I think that if any woman out there has experienced miscarriage, um, half of what you're feeling is definitely the hormones, (laughs) but the other half is, you know, very real. And I think we should treat it like a spiritual experience, but also like one of the biggest lessons that the one thing that really got me out of that experience was doing art and creating, which I think is really interesting because I was creating a life and then I'm going to creating my business on a deeper level, which then turned into me creating more of a open-hearted perspective for almost like every living being Um, because I just I can't imagine what it would be like to have your soul here and just gone you know I I I didn't experience that Um, maybe I did you know I don't know (laughs) Um, but yeah it's definitely it's really interesting Um, the way that you have to heal through that experience I took like I don't even know like a month um, off of my life <laughs> and had to really heal through that experience. And I think it really took me a lot longer than that. Um, and I still have those experiences, um, coming up, you know, like throughout, cause being pregnant again, of course, those experiences are going to come up. Um, like I recently, um, had a doctor's visit, um, and, I was really transparent with my care team. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I have a lot of medical trauma <laughs> from my miscarriage. And I explained a lot of that to them. So I think that's another way that I have even now been healing that experience is by being really authentic and transparent about it um, because it's needed. I think it was just like pulled out of me. I was like, I have to do this. (laughs) So yeah, I hope that answers that. And I think that's so beautiful and profound to be able to, you know, take a step back from all of that and really look at everything from the bigger picture and understand more deeply why something like that may happen. Because I feel, you know, it takes a very special type of person to be able to do that and to not get caught up in that tragedy and really let it consume you. So I think that, you know, that's a really great thing to see like like what we talked about, you know, really being able to let go of what you think the plans for something are and really just embrace the flow and change of whatever may come up and really understand the lessons of why that happened. So going with the flow and change of everything, I know that this is kind of a broader question, but, you know, I would imagine some rituals and daily practices that you would do before you got pregnant have changed now that you've gotten pregnant. I know that, you know, you've had to let go of doing a lot of stuff and I'm sure that you've picked up some more stuff. So is there anything in terms of healing rituals or just any sort of daily practices that you've picked up during this journey? And is there anything that you think you will continue with you now that you're stepping into this new person or, you know, anything that you feel, oh, this is just a very um, temporary thing that's good for me and the baby. But once it's just me again, um, you know, I won't have to do it anymore. I love that question. Oh, that's so cool. So one of the things I think I talked about this a little bit before, but like I have 
I don't have a lot of quote unquote plans um, because I want as much as possible to be an intuitive based mother. So what's needed, then I can adapt, I can learn more, I can figure out along the way. Um, Because I've learned that from a lot of my friends that are also mothers, and it's a beautiful thing to experience and watch how happy kids are from learning that. But I think the one thing that I really, really love about being pregnant is... (laughs) Uh, I think this is kind of a superpower, in my opinion. Um, The way that my emotions come out when I'm thinking about my son, I have never experienced anything like that in my life. Like, I can't even see him, (laughs) but I just know how deeply I love him. Um, I know that, like, there are certain things that I've, like, come up like around him, um, just a lot of synchronicities. And I think I just want to continue that because that's something that I have kind of in my birth plan too, is, um, I want, everybody's like, you're not going to have time for this. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm still going to do it. Um, I want to do all of his astrology. I want to do his numerology because I know how to do all of that. I want him to have a crystal that his, is his and he carries like as much as he wants or like a bracelet that stays with him as long as he wants Uh, because my husband's a big creator and he's a huge um, crystal advocate I guess (laughs) and I want I really want that for for him for them for us as a whole and yeah Uh, but there's so many things like that I would love to do as far as like ritually um I think like right now there has been so much that I'm doing really passively that it's because it's like a ceremony I have no control over like what's going to come up that particular day but I think with handling my emotions as quickly as I do like I mentioned before or handling trauma coming up and very quickly having to like address it. Um, I think that that is something that I would really like to keep going in my life. Um, And I'm sure that once he gets here, there's going to be a whole new set of understanding and emotions and beauty and joy and pain and all everything in between. And I want to just be present for all of that. Um, I want to be as present as I can because I didn't have um, a whole ton of that when I was growing up is that same presence. So, yeah. Something that came up with me whenever you were saying all of that um, about, you know, always being in tune with your emotions. And, you know, after the ceremony of giving birth, you really want to continue that process of handling everything when it comes up and really being able to just kind of jump on it when it comes up. So for people who are not going through pregnancy or guys even, um, what are some lessons that you've learned? Like, obviously, you do have another soul inside you who is working with you to push you towards all of this stuff. So beyond that, what are some lessons that you've learned that you can give to other people not doing this pregnancy process of 
handling those emotions whenever they come up quickly and not being like, oh, you know, this is coming up, but, uh, you know, I'll just deal with it later, like whatever, and just keep pushing it off. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I would love to give some tools for those of us that are not going through a pregnancy experience. Um, and the biggest thing is honoring all of the transitions in your life and all of the little, they're called little births um, within your life. So if you are going through the process of creating something in your life, that is a birth process. Um, or if you are going through something that is like, uh, actually, me and my best friend talk about this all the time. She unfortunately just lost her father uh, a little while ago. And we have kind of been associating the pregnancy journey with grief uh, because the way that her and I have been able to connect during my pregnancy has been through also through her grieving process. And I think that every major transition in your life, it doesn't have to be a birth. It could be moving in with a partner. It could be um, connecting with an old loved one. Um, it doesn't really matter. I think it's really about how are you connecting to other people, but also more importantly, how are you staying connected to yourself? How are you recognizing um, in situations with other people what is what energy is really yours and what's maybe not yours to hold on to. And yeah, but honor all of the little births throughout your life because there's so many of them that you see something come into fruition and it's almost this act of manifestation that you get to see. Um, obviously with pregnancy, it's a little bit more visible <laughs> and you can feel those things but they happen on such a micro level I love connecting the macro perspective to the micro perspective and I think that I've been able to do that too so like kind of through my miscarriage experience um, like I said after that I started creating a lot and that in itself created its own new birth uh, experience that really helped me. Um, and I honor all of those phases. So if you're going through a transition, if you're getting to an age where you're kind of ready to jump into a new career, um, all I can say is that you are totally supported because, you know, we know what we need, even if it's not fully present or actualized in our current now moment, we can, we can do it. <laughs> you can really do whatever you want to do as long as you are staying true and connected to your authentic self. Right, you follow your heart. And this reminds me of what you were talking about earlier with like just listening to your body, you're listening to your heart and what your heart and your body wants, you know, during the pregnancy. And even when you said intuitive mother, it's like you're you're following what your heart knows to be true. And this all connects to me today and the experiences I've had, which has been crazy, but I've learned so much about the power of grace, like this graceful energy almost, because when you're able to be so graceful, you're able to like have this magical flow of true knowledge. And uh, at the start, I've said this in another episode, but at the start of every episode, I, I have this notebook and it's one of those religious notebooks, but every time I randomly open up to another page at the beginning of the episode, and I randomly did that again today, and this verse ties in so well here because it's literally like no matter what, pregnancy or not, this all comes down to your heart. It all comes down to 
following the heart and knowing your heart in every given moment, whether you're going through the healing through a pregnancy or whether you're starting that new venture, right? You have to listen to your heart. And today, through a long conversation with my grandma, we are talking about where God's word really comes from. And I've always said, like, God is love. God is the essence of love, right? And a lot of religions take that out of perspective and overanalyze it to the point where they still think God is separate from them. But God is quite literally love. God is quite literally your heart. And by you following your heart, you are quite literally getting the highest knowledge possible. And so when you go through your pregnancy and your healing journey or you're being an intuitive mother or you're going on that new like career adventure or whatever, it's like following your heart quite literally is what's best for you and that child, you know, and it's what's best for you and your journey. And if you stick to your heart and you stick to that love and you come at it with this point of grace, like it's just a flow, like it's, you're not fighting it. You're not fighting the resistance of the healing that's coming. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for this because my baby's gonna be better off. You know, you're following your heart with it. You're leaning into it like with such grace. And anyway, this verse, it just blows my mind how this happens every time, but but grow because we're talking about healing but grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior to him be the glory both now and forever and it just makes me think of literally like you tapping in because the bible guys the bible the torah spent in book of the dead is written by people like us all they were was tapped into their heart into god into source energy and if you do that for yourself you are getting the highest knowledge possible and you can be have this like graceful energy that just like goes about life in this magical way and people turn their head at you and like how are you doing that and you're like well i just know it's true for me and that's true for them it's not going to be the same for everyone you know and so like i just kudos to you because you're like you're literally gonna this baby this child of yours uh, do you have a name yet yes his name is solomon wow solomon wow okay <laughs> That's so synchronistic and symbolistic. I know. Everything in it itself right there. Because <laughs> this child, Solomon, because of your healing and your grace and your commitment to your own heart is literally going to do so much in this world that without you following your heart wouldn't have been possible. That's why it's so important to follow your heart because that is the highest path for not only yourself, but for everything and everyone involved. I just... I just wanted to tie all that in right there. So that's what I had to say about that. Cause that was just crazy because the intuitive mother listening to your body when you eat, because I've thought about that. I was like, well, everyone tells me not to do this. And I'm like, why? Like, why? It doesn't hurt me in this moment. You know, I can analyze it. And yes, there could be science to some stuff, but at the same time, like what you believe is what comes, you know? Yeah. That belief is so much more important than anything else. I have definitely found that in my journey as well as that, People can tell me one thing, but truthfully, I'm going to figure it out, like, on my own. <laughs> and I can really just tell with all everything that you've talked about, the love and the passion and the excitement that you have for this, which I think is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Exactly. You can really just see how excited for this process you are, just how genuine you are with wanting to share this knowledge with other people. And I think that, you know, through these different ex experiences like this, we learn even more about ourselves and about our purpose. And we have to go through, I liked what you said about the mini bursts with the transitions in life. That's something that I want to carry with me. But through all these different changes that we go through, you know, really just the power of acceptance and going with the flow with it and really approaching it with love and curiosity to see what it is that is trying to tell you because um, everything that's happening is coming up for a reason to tell you something so you know i really just 
feel that love and joy that you have radiating off you when you talk about this. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I would like to just end with one more question that's been popping up. So I feel it's important for me to ask this. You wanted this pregnancy. This is something that you've been working for and planning for for a while. Um, what advice would you give to someone who did get pregnant and they weren't anticipating it or they got pregnant and it's not something that they wanted? You know, I know that each approach and each circumstance is different, but what comes to your mind um, with advice like that? I my my for sure advice is take it slow and reflect on all of the infinite possibilities that can happen before trying to make a decision because I think we should really go into almost every experience with that too but also don't be scared um it can be so joyful and I know the first trimester absolutely sucks and it just does for everybody but and like I feel like that also relates to like every other act of healing too um like when you're first in it, it sucks. <laughs> we just like honor that. But I think that once you take the time to recognize that like there's this tiny little soul that like you don't feel yet, you have no idea is like even there. But once you kind of connect into that space, um, it's not something you should be scared of. But if it's not something that you want, honor that too. You know, I think that that's also a really important perspective is that I think our right to choose what's best for us is super important. And if by the end of you reflecting on that experience and you're like, this isn't the time, honor that because you you deserve to have the ultimate peace in your life, whatever that may look like. And yeah. And it, I feel like it comes down to resistance too. And it, it doesn't even have to be with pregnancy or anything and it's like this acceptance versus resistance energy because even if it's some other major life change even if someone dies in your life and you're in no control over that but the more you resist it the more you fight or fight it the more struggle you have and i'm sure molly may you even have that experience last you know miscarriage and stuff the the more you resist it the harder and the the more it hurt you know and it's this it it's a process because these are life-changing events these are life-changing moments it's not like it's i'm not saying like oh just accept the instantly it's gonna be i don't even know if that's possible but it's a process and it's a journey and it's finding that flow and finding your peace and slowly working your way back to your heart and your center because when you're there you're at peace because that's your truth that's your true center and when you're there nothing on the external can like tear you down and you're gonna stray from your heart you're you have a, we have minds we have equal mind and body and heart you know it's like we have all these components that you know exist and i always say like god only exists in the heart and the devil can only exist in the mind but we have both so we have to kind of learn how to balance those when life throws us lemons <laughs> i guess so to speak um and i know it's so cliche but just make lemonade like just figure out a way to be graceful in the best way you know how in that moment and if you don't know how, just ask for support because there's nothing wrong with that. Whether it's through, you know, a professional, whether it's through someone you align with spiritually like Molly May or who's gone through it like Molly May. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for her. But if she is open to that kind of work for people, like maybe that's something she do. I'll let her talk and answer that in a second. Um, or if it's like you need to be on our podcast episodes or any podcast episode about resistance and things like just find 
that thing that resonates for you in that moment, follow your heart. Like literally follow your heart to what is leading you to in those moments of acceptance and resistance because life is going to happen and a lot of things are out of control. You know, there's a lot of things that are, are, that are like a point of destiny where you do choose your destiny, but there's also a lot of things that are faded and it's out of your control. Um, so it, the more you resist, the harder it is, I think. Yeah, what you said about um, kind of offering space uh, for people if they need it. Um, I am all about that. <laughs> I try to make myself as accessible as I possibly can. That is something I am really, really passionate about is because there are people in this world that I would love to talk to, but they don't make themselves accessible. And I would like to change that for a lot of individuals because, again, like I said before, um, community is extremely important to me. <laughs> and I've been able to see such a beautiful side of it um, through this pregnancy journey. And I want to give that back as many ways as I can. So, yes, definitely. Um, and I'm also a life coach, too. I do a lot of coaching and everything. So I would love to hold space for anybody that may need it and offer valuable tools in order to aid in that transition um, that you're experiencing. So, yeah. <laughs> and how do they find you? Yeah, um, you can go to my Instagram, um, Propagating Harmony. It's propagating underscore harmony, but you'll find it anyway. Um, and my name is Molly May, so uh, you can always just reach out to me. I also have, um, I'm on Facebook too. I, I always say this because, again, I want to make myself an accessible resource. But um, if you want to randomly just add me on Facebook too, um, also just send me a message request and I normally answer those too. I love talking one-on-one -on -one with people and I figure that's one of the best ways to do it. So yeah, either one of those ways, just connect with me or I would love to talk. And we'll put that in the show notes too. And this has just been so insightful and so much fun talking to you about all of this because, you know, I've talked to you about this before too, but you've just really opened my eyes to what this experience is and what it can be. And I just love listening about this because it's something that I you know, may have never heard about if it weren't for you. So uh, really appreciate the work that you're doing and your willingness to share and mentor others through this process. I think that that's absolutely fantastic and really enjoyed having you on the podcast again. And maybe you can be back here in the future. So with all of that, thank you guys for listening and thank you for spiraling with us. And we can't wait to see where we spiral next.